As parents, we need to be more involved in the educational process of our children. Welcome to Chalk Talk with your host, Eric Hamilton. The three pillars of Eric's approach to parent engagement are academics, accountability, and advocacy, which empower parents to better support success at the child, school, and system level. And now, here is Eric Hamilton. Hello, America and listeners around the world. My name is Eric Hamilton, and I am the host of the show called Chalk Talk. Chalk Talk is the first and only parent engagement broadcast that is specifically designed to reach parents. Uh, This show is going to be a show that after everything is said and done in terms of talk radio, specifically internet talk radio. Uh, This is a site, a location that you as a parent can always turn to, to rely on, to get accurate information, advice, suggestions, up-to-the-date information in terms of what's going on in the world of education. This series, and this is my second time with the great people at Voice America, on educational talk. Tonight's show will be one of my concluding topics that I've had the honor to to talk about over the last um, couple of months. And tonight I want to talk specifically about a project that I was involved in in 2014. Uh, It's my first book. And I want to talk about the book tonight because the book is simply a way to capture all that I've had a chance to talk about. It is that final, as I conclude my series with Voice America, around helping you, the parent. I want to talk about the book. I want to tell you where you can find my book. I want to talk about why it's important for you to have this book. The name of my book is School Wise. We'll talk about that clever name. A Parental Guide to School Success. What Every Parent Needs to Know About Academics. Now, For those of us who are new to this show, if you are listening for the very first time, um, the purpose of this particular show is, as I have stated before in the past, is to use the power of the Internet. The power of the Internet is actually making the world a very small place. The power of the Internet, Internet is changing the way we exchange ideas is changing who receives these ideas. And it also changes how people are, are, are given action uh, calls, calls to duty, things to, to do. And I firmly believe that there is a space inside of Internet radio or maybe traditional radio where many of the challenges that as a parent face Many of the challenges, there is some type of a solution to it. One of the beauties about this particular format of using Internet is that it it connects small communities together. It connects individuals 
who oftentimes feel disconnected. So the purpose of this show is to have a platform for you, the parent, for you, um, the school professional, to have a space. And this is a space that I am cultivating. Tonight's show is specifically about a book that, which was my first book, uh, that I wrote in um, 2014, which seems a very long time ago. I want to talk about why I decided to write this book. I want to talk about the purpose uh, of this book, how it should be used. And I also want to talk about the competition. Uh, we live in a day and age where it's not about just the idea, it's the com- competition for ideas. There's a competition for ideas in our society today. And you as a parent who is struggling to figure out just how am I going to get a control? How do I get control on this issue? What do I do in order to best help? So uh, my book, which you can find on Amazon.com, it is a book that was written around the idea that in order for parents to best support their child, they need to learn about academics and what is academics. Um, the reason, let's talk about the reason why I decided to do this. And by the way, it, I, you know, there's a, a old saying that everyone has at least one book in them. And, and I do believe that. Um, I never saw myself as an author. I, I never saw myself as an individual who would take time and, and put my ideas together uh, to write them down, uh, have someone review them, and then publish them. I, I never intended to be an author. The reason that I decided to write this book is because of many of the things that I see as an educator, as a teacher. The countless, countless meetings that teachers are required to participate in, the hundreds of conversations that we have with parents, the countless pieces of paperwork that teachers are required to submit in order for their day to be done. I decided as a way to help me to deal with a very uh, challenging environment where I was working to put some of these observations down and to actually turn them into something that would be valuable. Because as I sit in many meetings, as I have said on numerous times on this show, I am amazed at the lack of preparation, the lack of savviness, the lack of effort that some, not all, some of our parents exhibit when they participate in conversations with school-related events. I thought it was up to me to put some information down. So I began to set out on to write a book that would be what I would call user-friendly. Now, I must admit that when I started upon writing this book, I was torn between this idea of, and this is part of the the profession of educators, we want to come across as being educated. 
we want it to come across as being professional. We want it to come across a certain way. So as I began to, to start on this book, I was torn between how I was going to present this material in what form or fashion. And my, my dear wife suggested to me, which was something that I will never forget, she suggested to me that perhaps parents <clears throat> who have incredibly difficult jobs, incredibly overtaxing commitments between children, work, social life, health-related concerns, you whatever you can come up with, there's some competing interests. Many parents really don't have the time to read academic, PhD-driven material anymore. I might be an individual who could perhaps read the works of a PhD, uh, someone who has presented a educational theory around why people, uh, children behave this way, that might be something that I might want to read just because this is my area. But as my wife tried to influence me, which I think was, a, again, a brilliant move, parents simply don't have the time to read a lot of literature. They don't have the time to read a lot of theory. So when you read my book, my book comes from a perspective of a classroom educator. There's not a lot of data. Quite honestly, there's not a lot of research. This book is designed specifically for that parent who feels that they simply are out of control. Give you a quick example. Um, on my many travels, um, I had the opportunity to take a cab ride, um, pretty pretty long distance uh, from, I think I was going from Florence, South Carolina to Myrtle Beach, uh, which is a awesome, awesome place to visit as well as live. Um, I was struck by listening to a conversation that I had with a driver, taxi driver. And what I always remembered from that conversation is that that uh, I was speaking with a, I think she might have been a 52-year-old, 53 maybe, 52, 53-year-old grandmother who was driving a cab in the evening and working at a department store during the day. And she had recently taken on responsibilities um, of her daughter's children. And she began to describe a daily life activities that what she had to do in order to, to support her kids. And I never forgotten how she talked about trying to get somebody to help her out. Someone who was knowledgeable on some academic issues, things that, that a lot of parents go through. If you're not lucky enough to have a person who is knowledgeable on much of the content in this book, you will be uh, at a disadvantage. So I remembered specifically about how I felt after listening to her and how many millions of Americans are struggling on a day-to-day -day basis about how to get simple things done. 
My challenge with the PhD individuals, although I think PhD individuals are quite, quite effective, a book like this speaks to the common individual. It speaks to individuals where their needs are. So I took a little bit of time to share. This is the reason for my book. My book is not necessarily one that you're going to read and go and be cited for some type of scientific literature. It won't be that type of a book. However, a parental guide to school success is something that a working parent, father or mother, can use as a guide. Keyword, it's a guide. Because it is my opinion that in many of these school systems that we have today, individuals are overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed in ways that you just won't believe. So the purpose for what every parent needs to know about academics is to have that conversation in plain language that you can pick up, you can read, and you can begin to figure out how do you want to have what I'm calling empowerment, and that's why the the great people at Voice America put me on the empowerment channel. What can you do to be empowered? Now, as an educator, I am totally aware of the changing conversations, the changing political talk. I've, I've discussed that multiple times around Common Core. I've talked about the role of politicians and how politicians uh, oftentimes seek answers by providing solutions that they've created. And oftentimes, as parents, we're the ones that's left holding the bag. And I will do my best during this show tonight not to talk about the tax bill, because this is not what we're supposed to be talking about. But this current tax bill is yet again another example, in my opinion, of why so many individuals have so little faith in our political system, have so little faith in the politician that you as a parent, you're left literally trying to figure out what to do. What do you do when the wheels come off? What do you do when their ideas fail you? What's your goal? What's your game plan? And despite, despite what we see or what we hear in any kind of medium, whether it's print, whether it's um, radio, there are millions of Americans who are struggling to figure out how to complete some basics. And what do I mean by basics? I mean simply having a game plan. Having a game plan from day one, from the time you drop your child off from kindergarten or first grade. What is your game plan? What is your ultimate goal? How can you be assured that your child has the skills? How do you know that? So for those first-time listeners, this is the space which I've created in order for you to have that dialogue. What every parent needs to know about academics is that first building block. It's that first building block to talk about reading, writing, tutoring, self-empowerment, educational 
theory. All those things that those of us who are in this particular business um, or who have chosen this particular profession, we know these things. We are required to attend multiple, multiple workshops. We are uh, oftentimes uh, required to participate, test different theories. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it comes down to the power of the teacher and that teacher's ability to influence what's going on in the classroom. So as I'm being notified, we are about uh, close to taking our first break. When I come back, I've given you um, kind of the history. And forgive me, I'm a history teacher, so that's what I do. Uh, I've given you the history of the book. I've given you where it's originated from. I've given you uh, kind of the background of why I decided to write this book. When we t come back from our first break, we're going to actually talk about um, what's in the book and how you can use it. Uh, because, again, we're competing for ideas. How does this book compete with anything on the Internet? When we come back from break, we'll talk about that. So hold on. And we'll be back after this short break. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com It's time to eradicate barriers that are holding you back in your relationships and your life. Start by embracing the concept of laughing loudly and loving deeply. Coincidentally, that's the name of a highly anticipated new show featuring host Dr. Faith Brown. She'll talk with life experts or life spurts in order to help you develop your own vision plan for better relationships and experiencing the ultimate enjoyment in life. Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith can be heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. You are listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show by phone or by email. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to eric at chalktalkradio.xyz. That's eric at chalktalkradio.xyz. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Chalk Talk. My name is Eric Hamilton, and tonight uh, I am talking about 
uh, something I'm pretty proud of, which uh, was my first book in 2014 called Schoolwise, Parental Guide to Success, What Every Parent Needs to Know About Academics. <clears throat> uh, throughout this particular journey of Schoolwise, um, Chalk Talk Radio, and that includes me starting a, a tutoring business. Uh, this includes me uh, having a radio show. This includes me being interviewed by a national journalist, uh, April Woodard, at the Book Expo. Um, it includes a lot of different things. So the first part of the show this evening, I discuss the history. I talked about the why I decided to do this. The second part, I want to talk about what's in this, what's in this uh, book and what's so different about this book um, that's different than anything else. Why should an individual, why should you as an individual, if you are simply trying to figure out how does anyone compete with the power of the Internet? How does anyone compete with the ability to Google? How does anyone, anyone in 2017 and moving into the future, how do we compete with these ideas? Because in my perspective, it's about a competition for ideas. Who do you trust? It's old saying. Who do you trust that will give you the advice that you need to address the issues that you're going through? That's a fundamental question. One of the things that if you read this book that I've written, and it's designed specifically to be a short read, parents simply do not have the time in order to read a two to three hour book with charts, graphs, and statistical data that you have to put into in order to figure out. Parents simply don't have that, that time. This particular book was designed specifically for, I'll give you a great example, if you go to one of the chapters where we talk about an academic roadmap, I think that's probably chapter eight. In how to build an academic roadmap, I'm specifically talking to parents who have a first grader or a second grader. And in that chapter, I'm specifically talking about things that you can do to start off early, to start off academically strong. Now, if you were to take a look on the Internet, I don't know. And, there, and the Internet is filled with a lot of good information. But the Internet is also filled with some pretty bad information by individuals who do not work, nor do they represent the work that you need in order to get you where you need to go. And it's pretty simple. So I, what I do like about uh, the power of the internet is the ability to exchange ideas. Uh, we were told that uh, just as, and I can remember this very, um, very vividly, just as the internet was starting to take off. And I do remember uh, asking my dear cousin, I was, uh, we both uh, were in college at that time uh, at the university of Georgia. Go dogs, by the way, congratulations. Uh, on, a, on a super, super year, super year, um, we were discussing the, the Internet. And I asked her, I said, uh, how, 
how does one use this internet thing? What, what do we do? Because it was something fairly new. And I remember uh, how the internet was, was told to us that it was going to change the world because it was going to be uh, the information highway. It was going to be the place where you can get plenty of ideas. So one of the beautiful parts about it is, is that if you read my book, uh, my book has experience that has been taken from approximately 12 years of working in either a high school or middle school. It comes from about six years from working with a nonprofit organization, a great nonprofit organization called the Boys and Girls Clubs of America, specifically in Metro Atlanta. It comes from a time working with a educational reform effort with Project Grad, which is based out of Houston, Texas, Atlanta Public School Systems, and an a, a, a incredible organization called Hands on Atlanta, which is a nonprofit organization, where I had a chance to work with uh, five different middle schools. I managed a, a, um, a tutoring program. I managed an after-school program. So you can go online and you can Google information and you can pretty much get information off of people. However, the power of a book, the work that it takes to publish a book, I think is worthy of consideration. So when you read and you're looking for materials, I'd like for you to consider this particular book because this book is specifically designed for you, the parent, the working parent. So again, uh, as I conclude this particular point, I have a chapter in my book where I'm discussing two parents in plain English, what should you do through the K through fourth grade years. And I do have some information around, in my opinion, why K through fourth grade is so incredibly important. If you remember my show uh, previously when I'm talking about the funding, the funding of public education and how so many programs across the country are losing the pre-K program. They're losing the pre-K program. The pre-K program is an unbelievable program, as I talked about in my book, that simply gets children who perhaps come from backgrounds where mother or father may not have had the academic support nor stability to get them so that by the time they turn uh, in the fourth grade, their reading levels as well as their math levels are strong. And I am surprised at how, and I might be wrong, I might be wrong, but I'm surprised about how that message doesn't seem to resonate in terms of agendas from superintendents or department of educations uh, across the state. So in my book, I'm, I'm talking specifically about what you can do. What, what can you as the parent do? If you're in a school system that has lost pre-K funding, what can you do? What type of books can you look for? Who do you speak to? I talk about one of your best friends at a school 
in the in the primary years is the school librarian. That that's your best friend, because that individual has the ability to know where the books are. That individual has the ability to take uh, the reading scores that all students are given or, or taken rather. You take those scores, you take them to the school librarian, and if you ask them, they probably will not hesitate to say, okay, let me pull these three books off the shelf because this is where your student, this is where your child is, and by the end of the year, they should be here. And if we keep building on that, keep building on that, this is when you see where progress is made. This is the kind of content that's in the book. And it's pretty, pretty crystal clear, pretty clear. I would say it is. So we live in an age where we are competing for ideas. We're competing for attention. We're competing on why should I listen to this person? What standing does this person say? Well, this person went to Harvard. So this person obviously has to know everything. Well, this person did not go to Harvard. So uh, I don't know. If we're going to live in a society like that, you have to realize that everything is going to be slanted in such a way. And you as a parent have to be able to rely on different resources. So this is the reason why I wrote the book. It's because I wanted to have my set of ideas to be represented in this space. I talk a lot about technology. Um, Technology has been a theme on my show. Many people criticize my perspective around technology. I work with students who, for some strange reason, they have been given the perspective that the goal is technology. That everything we do in society has to be centered around technology. In my book, I talk about how technology is simply a tool I also educate certain parents about who may not know how some, not all, but some students learn to abuse technology. They begin to abuse what the wonderful materials that we have, and it destroys their ability to think and reason. In my book, I also talk about how Uh, And I I make it pretty clear that technology is simply a tool. It is not the end goal. And how if you are not careful, making sure that students know the dangers of copying and pasting, making sure that parents are aware of how uh, appropriate technology use is supposed to look in the classroom and outside of the classroom. These are all topics that we simply get thrown in motion. We just simply get thrown in motion by the creation of some type of device. I know many school librarians have a specific thing that they do with their students, and they talk about appropriate Internet usage, which I think is an incredible uh, part of our, our society now. So inside this book, I cover a multiple topics I'm talking about uh, what you need to know about reading. I talk about why students struggle uh, in my content, uh, which is social studies, uh, why they struggle to keep up with reading. 
even from the publication of writing my book, which was published in 2014, even the contents of that material has now, to some degree, has changed. I'll give you a great example. Uh, I talk about reading levels, how important it is by the third and fourth grade that students have their reading levels uh, to be looked at to make sure that they're appropriate. And then I talk about what happens in the middle school years when you are sitting with uh, seventh graders, but your reading level is still on a third grade level and how uh, students oftentimes uh, and I know this gets into the psychology piece, but these are real life examples how sometimes, uh, particularly with males, uh, the behavior will begin to escalate. Probably because many of the males struggle to read uh, on a level that is grade appropriate. And many of the girls uh, are reading on or above grade level. So what happens is, and I, again, I discuss it in the book, what happens when you have a mixed class of males and females? Uh, the teacher is instructing individuals to either read, uh, pair and share, as we say, one person reads, the other person shares what was read. Uh, you may have an individual or someone's reading out loud. What happens when you have these high levels of males who, for some strange reason, can't seem to sit through the activity or they get into all types of behavior challenges? And one of the things that has come out through study as well as through observations Many of the males are simply afraid to dis to demonstrate their lack of reading skill in the presence of females. That's a real life phenomenon. I've seen that phenomenon play out in multiple, multiple situations. It takes a very humbling person who can see that and who can try to address uh, the fragile, fragile, often misunderstood male ego. It's fragile and it's often misunderstood. So these are the kind of things that, as I talk to parents, uh, there's something to say for research, which, which backs up what I'm about to say, is that males are harder to engage, to read. Uh, had it not been for my sister, uh, who figured it out early. She actually ordered me a copy of Sports Illustrated because oftentimes males are the, going to read the stories about the athletes. They're going to read the stories about uh, something they saw on TV. And because of that, Sports Illustrated now has a kid-friendly edition. So if you are a, a father or a mother of a young male who is struggling to read, Find out who their for, who their favorite sport athlete is, and probably Sports Illustrated has something to write about. That's a clever way to do it. So it's these um, types of ideas that are are inside of my book. It's these kinds of ideas where you learn them over the period of time. Some may call them tricks of the of the trade. Some may call them life experiences. Whatever title you feel comfortable with, 
these are the kinds of information that you will find inside of, of my book. Because again, I want this particular body of work to represent not just uh, my time at that particular school, but as an industry. What is teachers' role? What, it, what are our jobs? Do we have those proper advocates? And I say we don't. So I want to advocate and model those things that I think should exist. So second part of tonight's uh, talk, we're talking about uh, what's in the book. We're going to talk about the, we're talking about the content. Uh, as I conclude for my second break for the night, uh, I want to close just on this particular note. And then when we come back for our break, we'll, we'll finish with the third part of the book. It's really important to realize that we live in a day and age where we are looking for solutions. Uh, do not overlook uh, how simple and complex some of our tasks are these days. And I believe this particular book could be a good fit for individuals who are looking to get started on how to go down that right road. So. We're going to take our, our next break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about what do you physically do with this book? How do you put this book in motion? And what can you do down the road? So we're going to take our next break, and when we come back, we'll continue talking about what every parent needs to know about academics. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you a spiritual seeker? Have you always pondered the deeper questions in life? Have you looked at many spiritual paths and found some answers but are looking for more? The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, brings you each week practical spiritual teachings and tools that promote self-mastery, higher consciousness, and the opportunity to connect with the Ascended Masters. Join Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy as we explore the universe of spirituality. Live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Empowerment Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You are listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show by phone or by email. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. 
That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to eric at choctawkradio.xyz. That's eric at choctawkradio.xyz. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Chalk Talk. My name is Eric Hamilton, and I am discussing a book that I had the ability to write back in 2014 called What Every Parent Needs to Know About Academics. Uh, Quick review. First part of the show, we talked about the historical background of my book, uh, what caused me to write this book, why uh, did I get to a space where I wanted to take my educational experiences and actually put them down in the form of a book. Uh, The second part of the book is what's actually in the book. Uh, I talked about the ability to to compete, that the Internet has allowed for individuals to exchange ideas, to be competitive with their ideas in order to seek some type of solution. I also talked about um, the challenges that many individuals, many families face. There are many individuals who are on both ends of the spectrum. They are finding their academic groove where what's going on inside their family is working. Uh, I can remember my daughter coming home from school, not being engaged with the homework, having to literally struggle with her, having to just do almost incredible stuff to get her to do her homework. And now uh, she's starting high school and now she has found her academic niche. She comes home. She does her work. She's engaged. She, she, when she struggles, she she goes and she seeks help. And uh, that's what you should want for your child is to is to see them progress. On the other end of the spectrum, there are families who don't have those types of structures in place, and those parents are literally, literally struggling to try to figure out something. The purpose of Chalk Talk, Chalk Talk Radio, is to be that something is to have a body of knowledge that you can go to. You can go back and listen to these shows. You can download them. You have the ability. That's why I say that this is the first and only show on Internet radio that I'm aware of that has this unique capability that you can go back. You can cross-check any of the information that I say. And as we do that, then we gain confidence to move the conversation down the road around how do we truly engage. Whatever parent needs to know about academics. <clears throat> what do you do with this book? Well, there's a lot of things you can do with this book. This should be, as we said, a guide. I used to watch my father. My father served his country for 20 years in the military. Uh, my father was in the Air Force. Uh, he was stationed literally all over the world. He was stationed in uh, Korea, South Korea. He was stationed in Canada. He was stationed in um, uh, Zaragoza, Spain. And what's interesting about his generation, um, he grew up in a time when uh, there was no such thing as the Internet. He grew up in a time where the ability to know where you are is very important. And what do I mean by that? He, I noticed growing up that he was infatuated. He always had a map. 
he always studied a map. I would see him late at night, just before he went to bed, he would take out his Rand McNally nap and he would just read these maps, just studying these maps because the maps told you where you are and it told you where you needed to go. Well, without a map, you have no idea as to where you're going. You can't get to where you're going because you haven't determined where you want to go. My book is what I would call an academic map, an academic road map, because it is simply a guide. It is a guide to get you where you need to go. How do you use it? Well, you use it as your situation arises. If you have something that's going on with a potential special education piece, you can simply go to my book and take a look at it. You can see what do I say about special education? How are you supposed to handle it? I can't tell you the number of meetings where I have had to sit to. And by the way, teachable moment, as we say. Teachable moment. Did you know that of all the meetings that teachers are required to participate? So we, we participate in all types of meetings. All of us know that special education meetings are the one where you will sit there and you will leave after everything has been documented and taken care of. You will sign off on every document that you receive. At no point in time in any other meetings that you will have, whether it's a faculty meeting whether it's a department meeting, grade level meeting, whatever meeting you want to come up with, on special education meetings, you will stay there the entirety. You cannot leave. Why do I say that's important? What happens if you are the child of a, uh, uh, the parent of a child who has special needs and you do not understand what you should look for in an IEP? What if you don't understand it? What if you simply are not, what if you are too embarrassed? to know about the, the, the checks, you know, checking for a variety of different issues. What, what if one of your teachers decides to get up and go? How, how do you, do you know if that's a problem or not? There are so many things just from a uh, working perspective that if you take the time to read, you can gain insight on what you need to do to be the best support, the best advocate for your child. How do you use the book? You use the book as an ongoing basis. You use it when you need to. You use it to talk to your first grade parents. You use it to talk to seniors about what happens when you become a senior. Uh, There's a section on uh, the high school years where I'm talking about the transition into ninth grade and how ninth grade is such a busy transitional year and 12th grade is a busy transitional year. It's an incredibly busy year because seniors are overwhelmed with the enthusiasm of being free. They are overloaded with working on college applications. They are involved in complex social arrangements. They have so much going on. And those of us who know that the junior year That 11th grade year is the most important year. My book talks about why that is. 
So there are a lot of things that I hope the reader will get out of. Now, for me, I don't think that I'm going to retire off of a $4.99 price tag. The book was specifically written so that a larger amount of people would buy it at a cheap price. I don't think that I'm going to retire and get rich off of $4.99. Uh, the book did take a certain monetary value to start, to publish. Um, I have a good relationship with the company that has produced the book. So I don't want to say that I am looking to get rich off of the book. What I would like to say is, is that if you're willing to take a chance to spend $4.99 on a book that took approximately three years to write, and if you trust and hear all the things that I say to be true, if you understand my perspective about why I wrote the book, I think you can't lose. Even if you are that senior parent that's about to graduate, someone behind you is just getting started. And as Chalk Talk has produced, from K through 12, living in America, looking at the politicians behave what they do, looking at the new academic um, plans that they come up with every, and we're running about every 10 years now, every 10 years is something new. How do we keep our sanity? How do we keep a clear set of, of uh, expectations for what we should go for. How, how do we do that? How do we do that from every 10 years? They're saying, nope, 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 we're not going to do this. Now we're going to go back to what we let go of 20 years ago. That's what we're going to go back to. We're constantly running on a treadmill. We're like hamsters. We're just running on a treadmill. And every 10 years or so, some brilliant person, some policymaker, some politician says, aha, aha, I've got the answer. I figured it out. We're going to go back to what we did 20 years ago. And when that doesn't work, we're going to go back to something else. This is why so many teachers struggle. And this is why I wrote the book. Because at the end of the day, regardless of the political party, regardless of the jargon of the day, whether it's Common Core Star Corps, High Flyer Corps, regardless of the bells and whistles, and I'm going to make sure I get this in before I'm done, regardless of the bells and whistles that you hear out there, at the end of the day, K through 12, if a student does not have sound reading skills that can be measured in reading, they're going to struggle. If a student does not have sound fundamental math skills, uh, decimals, uh, addition and subtraction, division, long division, all of the fundamentals in math, if a student does not have those things, they are going to struggle. And the way most American, American curriculums are designed, they progressively get harder. And unless you have that outstanding teacher who can bridge the gap, unless you have that outstanding tutor that can support, your child is going to face academic challenges that they will have to work 
They will have to work. And as I get ready to close, and I think that this show tonight, uh, this felt like a very good show for me because all that I have spoken about comes to, to, to this particular show. I tell my students all the time that learning is a process. It's not an act. It is not something that happens immediately. It is something that happens over a period of time. And what I am trying to do with Chalk Talk Radio is to give those parents who want the best, who are looking to support, who feel outgunned, outmanned, I want you to have something that you can hold on to that gives you some words about how to address these issues. Again, I don't think that I will be able to hit it big, hit it rich with $4.99. But if you're interested, I would love for you to go to Amazon.com, order my book, read it, send me an email at uh Hamilton Eric M at gmail.com and send me some questions that you have because I would love to be able to interact with you about how to best support your child. So until next week, America, I hope that you have a great week and continue pressing on and pressing forward. Thank you again for joining us for Chalk Talk. Please join Eric Hamilton again next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more of everything that parents should know about school. 